Welcome everyone to the Shepherd Talk podcast with Pastor Ray Jones from Ridgecrest Baptist Church. This conversation is centered on reaching, building, and connecting you to the mission God has in store for your life. We hope these practical conversations help to encourage and equip you to follow Jesus in a greater way. Hey, Pastor, how are you today? Doing great. Had a good week? Good week. Busy week. I understand. Very busy. busy, uh, Live. We're excited to continue this conversation here on our Shepherd Talk podcast and thankful for those that are listening. Such a neat opportunity we have to talk further about what God's doing in your heart, but also here at Ridgecrest. And we hope those that listened last week enjoyed that special leadership lights. Hope they had an opportunity to reach out and get that information. We have an opportunity for those of you that are listening today to reach out and get more free resources from our pastor and things that God has used uh, in his life and taught him and he wants uh, to be available for you as well. And so, Pastor, recently in one of your columns, you wrote about uh, the crucified life with Christ. And Paul writes in Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You went on and quoted also the verse from Matthew 16, where Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. And you mentioned the, the, the reality that our hearts, pastor, struggle so much with this kind of surrender. Our flesh fights every step of the way, having uh, been deceitfully convinced that we can manage and control our lives better than Jesus. And so today, pastor, let's begin this conversation thinking about this column and the thought of the crucified uh, life with Christ by kind of answering the question of why does our heart struggle so much with this kind of surrender? Well, because at its very core, our, uh, we're, we're incredibly selfish. And, uh, you know, uh, the writer of scriptures also said this, no man ever hated his own flesh, but loves and cherishes it. In fact, in the Greek, the idea there is of a person hugging themselves. Hmm. And that is our nature. We are very self-focused. And so the, the idea of dying to ourself just doesn't come natural to us. And uh, we want to live for ourselves, And that does come natural to us. But the real uh, fullness of our relationship with God, Jesus taught us, comes as a result of denying ourselves, taking up our cross and following him. And by the way, depending on which passage you read, it also identifies that as a daily kind of activity. So so it's this process that is foreign to us. It is the norm for us spiritually but it doesn't come normal to our flesh. But in it is the place where we find our great satisfaction, our great fullness in Christ. But it just doesn't make sense to the rational mind. Logically, dying to me seems like the opposite that that I should do. Because everything in my world says, you look out for number one, because nobody else is looking out for you. And if you don't, you're going to get run over. You're going to get beaten up. But the way of the cross is actually the way to fullness in life. And that's what Paul was trying to say to us in Galatians 2.20 when he said that I've been crucified with Christ. He said, and by the way, he said, it's not me, it's him in me that enables me to live this life. And it's what Jesus meant when he said, you know, deny yourself, take up your cross. The way of the cross 
by the way, the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, the Bible says. So it doesn't make sense to right. people around us. But uh, but both uh, Paul and Jesus remind us that it is the way to fullness uh, with him, learning to deny ourselves, uh, learning to live that life that is totally surrendered to him. Right. You know, I think it's so I think one of the things that is really hard, especially for me as I deal with teenagers, pastors, like the society we just talked about. It's all me focused. Everything we see on social media, everything we watch on a Netflix series, everything we read in a newspaper, everything we watch on a movie or whatever, it's all focused on me. So this thought of surrender is just really such a foreign idea that it's really hard to grasp. You know, you go on and quote uh, this great uh, line and a couple of lines from Dallas Willard. You said the cru- he, he said the crucifixion is an interesting thing. It's hard to do by my, by yourself. In fact, it's impossible. Goes on to say the crucifixion of self is a cooperative affair between us and the Lord. We cannot die to self without the help of God's grace. And then kind of wrapping that quote up, Dallas Willard said, so when it comes to our death to self, we have to say, Lord, give it to me, I will take it. I will lay it all down for you. And so in light of this quote and going even back to what Paul says in Galatians 2.20, could you help us just for a minute today, Pastor, better understand what it means to truly die to yourself and how even this is something we cannot do without the Lord's help? Sure. Uh, Well, you know, one of the things, Chase, that we have to distinguish and that is there's a difference between dying to yourself and stopping things. That's good. And we try to spend our energy stopping things. I know I shouldn't be doing this and I shouldn't be doing this. I'm going to stop. And it's almost like I've just got to resolve in myself that I'm going to stop. Every the beginning of most New Year's, you know, people make resolutions, which they rarely keep. Most of them have already given them up by the end of the month. Right. And we, we get into this mode where we confuse dying to ourselves with quitting or with stopping things. Right. Uh, and we have to understand that that's not what dying to yourself is. Uh, in fact, you're probably not going to be able to stop a lot of things in your life until you first have learned to die to yourself. So stopping things, quitting things is really symptomatic to the real issue. The real issue is surrender. Right. The real issue, dying to ourselves, means we come to the ter- come to terms with the fact that Jesus really is Lord, and uh, and if He's going to be Lord of my life, I can't be Lord of my life. Right. Which means I have to say to Him, Lord, I trust you more than I trust me. Uh, I accept your way over my way. And and at the same time, know that I've got to have the spirit who's living in me to help me uh, process my life that way. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just trying to think it through and think the best alternative. What is the best way? Uh, how can I figure this out? This is not about us figuring something out. It is about us saying, I can't figure it out. I, I, I need help. And so we kind of come on the inside to that place where we recognize I've got to have a power beyond me. And that's what Paul was saying. Right. And so it is not I that live, but Christ who lives in me. Christ enables me to surrender daily to him. But surrender is not the same as stopping or 
quitting something. And I think that's a distinction we have to make. This isn't about me stopping things. It's about me saying, God, I, I by faith, accept the fact that you are Lord, which means you know better than I do about my life. And so I surrender it all to you with absolute trust. Yeah, I think, you know, a big struggle, even for my own life there, Pastor, is that sometimes I feel like I know better, you know, and uh, in reality, uh, obviously know the fact that that's not the case. And so, uh, well, again, that's the battle of the flesh. Right. And and that's true for all of us. You know, I, I don't and I don't think that battle ever goes away. I think that's why Jesus talked about. Uh, that you've got to take up your cross daily. Uh, wouldn't it be great if this was a once and for all event? Yeah. Now, when you came to Christ, that was a once and for all thing. But your sanctification, your growth, your learning to surrender, your learning to trust Him more and more is an is a lifelong process of growth. I so wish I could just say, God, I surrendered. I died to myself. That's done. What's next? Right. But it doesn't work that way. Right. I will, let me ask this in that conversation just for a minute. Is it easier at certain times, you would say, or is the struggle of surrender the same every single day? You'll have to ask me a few years later. I've, I've been a Christian for over, well, gosh, 40-something years now, and I don't know if I can answer that <laughs> question. I know for me, it is an ongoing yeah. struggle. Yeah. My flesh is so strong. Yeah. And um, and that's why I think again, Jesus says, "Hey, you got to do this every day." Because right. if you think you knocked it out, right. you know, the, the Paul wrote and said this: "Wherefore let him that thinks he stands yeah. take heed lest he fall." And uh, so I, there may be times when it's easier, um, but those are rare seasons. Right. I think I think it is a struggle. All the time. I will say this though: the the more uh, you grow in the faith. The easier it becomes to trust God with things now that you struggled to trust Him with years ago. Right, that makes sense. You know, I think what's uh, neat just in this conversation, one of the honesty of the reality of this struggle, because I think a lot of times the enemy uh, wants to trick and really deceive people to think, "Hey, I'm I'm the only one struggling with surrender." I, I surely someone else isn't aren't having these issues, but uh, the reality of this is something all of us struggle with and uh, important to focus in on this crucified life day in and day out so that we can live uh, this out. The last kind of thought here today, Pastor, as we think about this column, specifically the crucified with Christ, was you wrapped up with this really, to me, important statement. The crucified life is the way of real Life. People search for life in a lot of different places. Um, but you wrap this thought up with this crucified life being truly uh, the way to life. And so just wrapping this conversation up today, how does the crucified life fit in here at Ridgecrest, our mission as a church to reach uh, people, to build them up and to connect them to the mission of God? How does that crucified life play into that? Well, just like an individual has to surrender, a church has to surrender. And a church is both corporate and and uh, individual. And um, I guess how I would answer that is to say a church can never accomplish its purpose until the individuals surrender. So the collective surrender of the church is actually based on the individual surrender of uh, those who make up the body. That's really good. That's you, that's me. And uh, the more surrendered the members of the body are, the greater capacity 
the church has to fulfill the purpose God has given it, and uh, and for those people then thus to connect with that purpose. Right. But so so surrender is always personal before it's corporate. Mm, that's good. It's personal. Before it's a big church, it's individual person. It starts right there. And if we get that, then we become a part of the collective uh, body of Christ, a surrendered. And by the way, your surrender helps my surrender. My surrender helps yours and on and on it goes. And so we, we kind of... Uh, become uh, uh, encouragers in this whole matter of surrendering completely to God. Just like if I'm strident and I refuse to surrender to the will of God or to the uh, the work of God, then guess what? I may actually cause you not to surrender or you to resist. And, and so we become models of that surrender. And that helps the whole church right. uh, connect to individually right. and corporately. Right. Does that make sense? That makes total sense, Pastor. It's so good. It's such a great thought right there, how the individual surrender impacts the corporate heart of surrender as well. And so such a great conversation today. Again, hoping that this is an encouragement to those that are listening. And uh, as we wrap up our time together, I think we have another free resource that we want to make known to those that are listening in a way for them to access that. Yeah, it is a part two of our um, uh, some material I did called Leadership Lights, uh, Leadership Insights from a kind of a Christian perspective. And uh, last week we offered uh, Moses on Leadership Part 1. This week is Moses on Leadership Part, part two. 2. That's deep right there, Pastor. <laughs> yeah, it's very heavy. <laughs> and uh, get if you didn't get Part 1, when you request Part 2, um, you just simply say, could I have both parts? There are five parts in that series, and these are just key insights on uh, uh, abbreviated uh, uh, resource material, and we want to offer it to our uh, audience free. All you have to do is uh, write to us at shepherdtalk uh, at uh, rbcdothan.org. That's an email, shepherdtalk at rbcdothan.org, uh, and just request Moses on Leadership Part 1 or Part 2 or Part one and two, and we'll get those um, uh, resources to you. We'd love to make them available to you. Yeah, that's great. Pastor, again, thank you for today, your heart in this Shepherd Talk as you lead us here at Ridgecrest. And again, we thank you for listening and look forward to this conversation in the days ahead. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Shepherd Talk podcast. We hope God will continue to use you to reach the lost, build up other believers, and connect your life to the mission and purpose God has for you. We look forward to more talks in the days ahead with Pastor Ray.